Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Beg our forgiveness. Sorry? (laughs) I want to beg forgiveness. Why? Please, sir. Can I have some more? Well... Because it's it's January. Can we just do a short episode? So we had a discussion about this and yep. we were going to take a break yes. over this period. We decided not. Well, Nicholas, dear Nicholas, who I have plotted his death many times, actually said, you can't do that. You need to keep going. Oh, uh, yes. Not just his life, and the episodes. And that's fine, yeah. <laughs> he didn't want me. Didn't want me sitting at home pondering with nothing to do for for a couple well, we of weeks. We didn't want to leave you with nothing, so we're doing an episode. But this one's a little bit shorter than our because we, we just waffle on so much. Um, and Kirsten doesn't give us a wind up, so it's her fault. We don't get a wind up. If I get only a wind we up. knew. I know you get wind ups in your job. I get, I get wind up too. I get. We do one uh, in radio if it's time. If I'm trying to signal to my co-host. Uh, do you think he's he, – I'm trying to get teach him how to listen to podcasts and he has not Can't, caught on. It's don't really bother. Hard. Anyway, if you are listening, uh, Grub, we do a symbol not holding a pen but as if you were snapping oh. a pen in what front do, of someone. What does that mean? It means break, go to a break. Oh, go to a yeah. break. Yeah. Uh, some people do like a, you know, whirly-whirly finger. That means wrap it up, So if I'm up. doing a live cross um, – and we obviously wear earpieces mm-hmm. so we can hear someone back in the studio uh, who's, you know, timing the news so it doesn't go over into what shows after the news. I don't even know. Not sure. On our network, don't even know. Um, and if you're talking for too long, they say in your ear, wind. Oh, do they? Yeah, while you're talking, they go, wrap it up. Oh. It's very distracting. Well, because we, because I mean, I present a radio show with a co-host sometimes uh, on my own, and if I'm meant to go to a break and I'm, you know, lost in Waffling. thought and blah blah blah, and chatting to someone, and then Kirsten, my producer, who's our, our lovely producer. producer here, yeah, she also produces uh, my radio work. She just because we've got a screen in front, yes. and that's how she communicates to me from the other room. Yes, she just highlights the the bit where it says break. You oh, know, seven forty two. Come it's, on, she highlights it. Get your highlights it again, so it's like flashing in front of me. I and that s- means go to a break. I used to tell my producer when I was not the network that I'm at now, "Don't you ever effing rap me." Oh, really? Yeah, I say, don't you come down the line in my ear and rap me. Oh, see, I don't mind being he used, rapped. He used to laugh. If we say, get completely out of control. Almost, you almost got a wine. can speak to me. We say, get more break, out of control in this break. podcast than I do on TV. I'm very professional on TV, I think. Different person. Yeah, I don't recognise you. Yeah. Sometimes I'll flick yeah. on especially to see you doing your thing. Yeah, and go, I'm real professional. Who is that person? Yeah, you wouldn't even know. Don't know. I just secretly think about dead bodies. You go first. Okay. Speaking of wrap it up. Uh, we're going to take it back to 1984 mm. with three Columbia, Columbian, Columbia University students. Now, they'd wanted to decorate their little dorm room. And remember we had this conversation about how I just cannot fathom the shit people put out for hard rubbish? Yes. It blows my mind. It's happened again in my street. People have started putting stuff out. I've Actually, got hard rubbish out at the moment. See? What have you got out on the Actually, lawn? Actually, it was funny because... Well, um, Read it out if you had to write oh, it as a list. What's out on the lawn that you've put out? An Ikea sofa, which is in pieces because my son had to take it apart to get it out. Right. And uh, a computer chair with a yep. broken foot. Yes, see? 
and a plastic pot and there were two big, you know, when you get a set of speakers, the big bass speaker, two mm. of those that have been sitting under the stairs, I just put them out there, and an amplifier came out the next morning. They were gone. gone. But then I had a text from my neighbour over the road last night saying, um, hey, Dee, do you mind if I put something on your hard rubbish? And I yeah, said, everyone no, wants to do that. You know, yeah. It was a kiddie's bike and something yeah, else. Yeah, because you only there. get a couple a year or something. You've got to yes. book them in so everyone takes advantage. And you get two metres squared and we haven't used all yeah. of that. I was looking around the house for things to throw away, but mm. I'm such a hoarder of stuff. Well, side note, there's a junkie house in my house, in my house, in my street. Um, junkie as in druggies? Yeah. Yeah. I always see them where, doing where karate at the bus stop. You know how they're always doing karate? Like yes. people that are not okay. Yeah. Always fighting imaginary demons. Um, so I know I live, I, do I say what suburb I live in? No, I wouldn't if I were you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone's saying no. I was about to say, I was like, sure, that's fine. No one's <laughs> going to come and find me. I live in Melbourne Southeast. It's a very nice area that I live in, but there is one house, which I think is government housing. Right. And I think if it's not government housing, it could be Has some it got that sort of mesh fencing? You can just tell yeah. every other house in the street is really well kept. And then there's this house, right? And I always see the people that live there doing karate at the bus stop right. or like just doing weird things, you know, like they're sitting waiting for the bus, but they're sitting in the gutter with their legs on the road instead of sitting in the bus stop where the uh-huh. seating is. Anyway, yeah. so I think they must have been evicted of late, which sent me like frantically trying to call Nicholas because I was so excited to tell him that the people in the crazy house had been evicted, but all their shit was out on the front lawn. So I don't know if they got kicked out and then it was like they either put stuff there that they didn't want or that was actually their belongings. Was it good stuff? No. Do you look? I was looking, have a see I didn't stop, but I could see there was lots of crazy things like a pleather couch that had had all the pleather (laughs) ripped off it. Why was that there? Mm. You know, just weird things like five laundry baskets. What's with that? There's always laundry baskets. And there there's is. always crates. And there's always TV units. Yeah, big ones. Yeah, yeah. ugly ones. Uh-huh. Oh, I was going to say a brand. That's rude. Okay, well, here's, I saw one this morning and there was okay. a little table, Ikea table, because the kids keep buying shitty Ikea furniture to put, sorry, Ikea, uh, to put in, I like your market hall, but the rest of it, no, mm. um, to put in, you know, where Bailey sits with all this computer yeah. stuff. And there was a, we've got a white one and they're, on someone's hard rubbish was the dark brown version of it. And I walked past it and thought, oh, I wonder if I should tell the kids that's there because they might want it. But then someone, for no apparent reason, has nailed a bit of wood to the side of it. See? Why would someone nail a bit of wood to the side of a coffee table? But why did they do that and then keep it and then put it out at hard rubbish? No, no, no. This is turning into not a dead body. No, no, no. I don't know what we're bodies. doing. Okay. But it also is, I think I've told you this before, it's also turning into the show that I hope I get to work on one day where people buy, swap and sell. It's is that your favourite? It's my dream job. Is it? Yeah. We love listening buy, to it, do Yeah, I love listening to it. Be a, be a buy, hello, buy, swap and sell. Oh, I've got a um, full set of Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Britannicas. Oh, lovely. I'd like to get rid of them. Yeah, um, yes. I won't sell them individually. Oh, okay. They'll <laughs> have to go as a set. Okay. And I, it's always... Reverting back to being a Chanel, yeah. it's always a really ridiculous price people want for Just this Just hold the line for a moment, um, And I'd like mm. um, $700 for those. Yes. Yeah, and I've also got a uh, full set of the Fleur Porcelain Ballet Collection from 1922. Right. And I'd like to sell those. Okay. Just hold but the line for a moment, Chanel. Oh, Thank you. No, Ch- 
All right. Now we've got uh, Kirsten on the line. Kirsten's oh okay. Chanel, Kirsten wants to make you an offer. She she was in, only oh, interested in the A to I've e got call copy. waiting because we put me number through. I've got call waiting. That might be someone that will. Don't call me after um, four o'clock because I sleep then. Um, right. but I've got to go. My mother-in-law buys everything from the Trading Post. She's yes. just like in the movie. This the is what castle. I mean. It's people that can't use eBay. They don't know about Gumtree no. and they just don't put their stuff out. And it's it makes me laugh when I, I listen know what she to buys. that show. She's bought a couple of them. Round tables. Don't buy round tables. No. There's no place in the world. This, is, this There's nowhere episode on earth. is digressing massively, the but I just need to vent. I need to vent one more thing about buy, swap, and sell. Yes, and it, this has to do with my dead body story. Is when people call up and they say this. I've got a round table. It's black. It's eighty dollars. Like no size, not where it's from. We don't know what it looks like. It's just a black table, and you think I'm going to drive across the state to look at it and possibly buy it? Maybe. Like they just say the most. Like there's no description for what you're saying. I've got a wooden bookcase, forty dollars for that. What kind of wooden bookcase is it? What do you mean? Anyway, this is how sad my life is that I listen to Buy Swap and Sell. It's and highly I entertaining. Work on that program one day. Anyway. Okay. Back to 1984, three Columbia University students, they picked up a discarded rolled up carpet from a west side sidewalk uh, because they wanted to decorate their little dorm. The only problem being they found a corpse inside it. Oh, no, you don't want that. How they picked up the carpet and didn't realise there was a corpse inside it, you I will would, never surely. know. Now, this is the article well, from... Well, the carpets are very heavy. There was one. Okay, so someone threw away a carpet up at the park where I walk my dog every day. Is this another story you haven't told us? Well, it, yes. Okay. Someone you, dead? And no, it was oh. a really good carpet, like a wool carpet, oh. like a you know okay. three thousand dollar rug. Someone had just left it yeah. on the paved area next to the cricket club. Did you so take I've, it? Well, I couldn't couldn't fit it in my car, and I said to my husband, "Get there with your little tray truck and pick that rug up before someone else gets it." Did you get it? Yeah. Do you still it's have my, it? Yeah. It was good. You probably got evidence of murder in your house and Maybe. there's some detective going, if only we could find that damn carpet <laughs> with the luminol st- yeah. stains all over it. Did you get it dry cleaned? No, I just cleaned it myself. Lordy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought of another story about <laughs> discarded people's things, but we've, we can't. <laughs> I, we can't go on. Okay. I'll yes, tell it. Right. Okay, so, <laughs> so my mum works in a shopping centre. <laughs> She's a florist. Yep. Um, and she works in a shopping centre and she often goes through the dumpsters out the back of the shopping centre because the people at really fancy homeware stores yeah. just like chuck away really great things. What? Yeah. So she goes like she has pulled out the most amazing things. How good is that? Or they that? just leave them near the dumpster. So they've never actually gone in dumpster touch dumpster things. But yeah. she's found like thousand dollar carpets, <gasps> like five hundred dollar lamps that I'm just have so jealous. a little dent in them. And every time I go to her house she'll be like, Do you want this? Do you want this lantern? Look, <laughs> I've, it has a price tag on it. It was seven thousand dollars. Do you want it? It's just got a chip on it. Like, That's unreal. She's just, yeah, she finds all this stuff all the time. Bless her cotton mm. socks. I and she love hides that. it in a trolley. She puts things over it and wheels it back to the, <laughs> to the florist shop. Yeah, but shop. they don't want it. They don't care. No, They're no one happy wants that it. someone's getting no. joy from it. 
Anyway, back to this story that I've tried to tell. But I which okay. okay, okay. Carpet. So this is um, this was actually alerted to us by Al on Facebook. So we must say thank you oh, to Danielle. her for this. So this is the article from the Spectator Stuff. It says three college students discovered a dead body wrapped in a carpet they had found in a dumpster and brought up to their Carmen Hall floor yesterday, authorities reported. Police said the body was that of a black male in his late 20s or early 30s who had been shot one or two times in the head. There was no identification on the body, they said. Now, the dean of the college who reported to Carmen after being notified by security, what's to Carmen? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Said that... Tutten Carmen? No, I don't know what that is. Said that beyond the discovery of the body, this does not involve any Columbia students and that no Columbia students have been hurt. The police view this situation as serious, but not one that is in, but no one is in trouble, which is odd, Hmm. except for the person that's dead. All they did was find a body, yeah. Um, A bit sus of it though. How could you carry a rug home and not realise it was a body? Well, the students found the carpeting rolled up and Mm. tied at both ends. Um, Okay. And it was also tied in the middle. They obviously didn't untie it. It was found in a dumpster um, on 114th Street, security Ooh. said. they call, The students called security to the eighth floor after noticing blood stains and the man's feet in the bundle. Oh, come on. Police were called in and the area around uh, the eighth floor elevator was curtained off to keep the body out of view from other students. Um now, that they believe the man had been dead for less than a day. Um, of course, he had to go to the medical examiner's office and all that, and they took the body away. So they discovered the body at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It was removed by 9. Um, students, they were concerned and upset. Of course they were, because they wanted a rug. Yes. I bet they didn't get to keep the rug. Well, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't with all the... Stained. With all the blood on it, you mm. wouldn't want to. Um one resident at the school said, it really makes you feel how life depends on chance. It could happen to any student. Could it? <laughs> I'm not sure that it could. Um, police refused to comment on the investigation, and I don't think it was ever worked out who the man was. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Police also said that on the same night, a dismembered body had been discovered in the trunk of a car park, in, of a car in a car park. They wouldn't comment on that either. Hmm. I think that happens in the movies. They roll bodies up in rugs, don't they? It is, well, it was 1984, but this is also another reason to not go through people's shit that they mm. put out. Mm. You're still going to do it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Only the small things, though. Okay. Uh, during the early 1800s, a lot of scientists – okay, so they hadn't quite – got onto the whole electricity thing. There was electricity, but they were just fascinated by it and they didn't really understand it or what it could do. Got you. And someone, one scientist had a great idea and the other ones all went, yes, I'm I'm copying that. They thought that electricity could bring a body back to life because they were aware that it was a form of energy. Right. They didn't understand dying properly either. Well, funnily enough, it was around this same time, but I think she had written Frankenstein before this had happened. Okay. I know they tried to match the two of them up, but it didn't match up. Um, But they thought that electricity was the essence of life. 
and they also thought that electricity was a biological fluid that could be activated. Did you ever, as a kid, oh. try and turn the light switch on and see how quickly the light would switch on? Like when I found out how fast the speed of light was, I used to try and turn the switch on and see if I could see how fast light was. Did you ever do that? No. Okay. Nope. Obviously not. Never did that. Don't have an inquiring mind. I, I would have been if I was standing on. in my room turning the light on and off. <laughs> yes. My European father would have been up those <laughs> stairs so quickly to whack me for doing that. Shanel, get into bed. Get you, oh, he would have. Yeah. So these wacky old scientists started using electrical currents to make biological material appear to move. So this is called galvanism. It was named after the man who first did it, Luigi Galvani. No, it's not. It's just called putting enough electric (laughs) waves through something that it moves. You should look up the picture. You'll enjoy these. No, don't do it right now. I won't. Luigi Galvani. So he got frogs and another scientist named Hmm. Carl August Weinfeld used, this is terrible, this might upset you, kittens. And they put electrodes. Alive ones or dead ones? Dead ones, obviously. I don't know if they were dead before they cut the heads off, but he would cut the heads off them and then use electric currents to make the little bodies twitch. Why are you doing <laughs> Okay, Kirst, you can go it's home. Gross. You're not needed to do any sound effects. <laughs> That's cats fighting obviously, on the fence. if they didn't have heads. That's cat purring. If they didn't have heads, they were not going to come back to life. No, but they didn't know that then. They didn't understand it fully. And I'm not um, glorifying the horribleness to animals. Don't do that to animals. Other scientists were using a lot larger animals. Some had decapitated the heads of cattle and were using electricity on them. Yes, exactly. In August of 1818, a 35-year-old by the name of Matthew Clydesdale got very drunk. Uh, he worked in a coal mine and he murdered one of his fellow coal miners, an 80-year-old man with a coal pick. Mm. He was sentenced to death. He was hanged. His body was drained of blood oh. and he was put on the experimental table. This is something Ooh. that we've spoken about before. Yes. Though criminals were often sentenced to be sent for science because they wanted to test all these things. I didn't understand it. Yes. A Scotsman by the name of Andrew Ewer, U-R-E, was a chemistry professor at Anderson College. He was very well educated. Uh, he had a very good reputation as a practical chemist. Sure. However, mm. he had no experience with electricity. <sighs> That didn't stop him from having a bit of a dash of course. with it. He, dis- he claimed that by stimulating the phrenic nerve, I'm not sure where that is. I feel like it might be in the head or the neck or something. Uh, Let me he- Google it. Yeah. Phrenic, P-H-R-E-N-I-C. P-H-R-E-N-I-C. Oh, it comes up straight away. Is it in the head? The phrenic nerve is a nerve that originates in the neck and passes down between the lung and heart to reach mm. the diaphragm. It is important for breathing as it passes motor information to the diaphragm and receives sensory information from it. There are two phrenic nerves, a left and a right one. Do you know why I figured it was around the head? Because remember a few episodes ago I talked about phrenology where they thought the shape of the oh, head. Oh, I did. Yes, yeah. I do. So friend must be some Latin thing that means head. Right. Okay, so he claimed, Andrew Ewer claimed, that by stimulating the phrenic nerve, life could be restored if someone had been suffocated, drowned or hanged. Mm. 
So he took the body of Matthew Clydesdale. He made little cuts in his fingertips, in his hips, in his neck and his heels. If we're trying to bring people back to life, why are we trying to bring criminals back to life? Well, he's got to test it on them first and then... And then what happens? Kill him again? What was the plan here? This is exactly what I thought. You're right. I thought, why, if you're going to... Yeah, okay. Uh, He held two metallic rods. What was his name? The dead person? Yeah. Matthew Clydesdale. Welcome back, Matthew, and see you later. Yes. Imagine that. He comes back. What's happened? Why am I here? Oh, well, it's worked. Uh, See you later, Matthew. Exactly. Uh, two metallic rods. They were charged by a 270-plate voltaic battery, mm. and he touched the electrical current to the incisions. Ugh. Every muscle of the body was immediately agitated with convulsive movements mm. resembling a violent shuddering from the cold. Can you imagine that? The corpse is on the thing. It's now shuddering as though it's shivering. And do they think they've made it come back to life? Well, I think he, yes, I think he thought so. The report said on moving the second rod from hip to heel, the knee previously being bent, the leg was thrown out with such violence as to nearly overturn one of the assistants who in vain tried to prevent its extension. So the leg's going, the assistant's trying to hold it down. The body was also made to perform the movements of breathing by stimulating the phrenic nerve and the diaphragm. It's it did not just, breathe. This is so gross at this point. It they're did just, not breathe. They're just going, no, but they're just going zap, zap, zap yeah. and making bits of the body move. Yeah. It's so gross. Um, he described, this is so horrible. He described what happened when he um, zapped Matthew Clydesdale's face. So oh. it's now gone from what I think is, you know, genuine scientific research into just a torture a session. Show. Yeah, yeah, it is. Even though um, he's not alive, but you know what I mean? When the supraorbital nerve, which I'm assuming is around the eye somewhere, was excited. Every muscle in his countenance was similarly thrown, oh, hang on, simultaneously thrown into fearful action, rage, horror, despair, anguish, and ghastly smiles. Like the face is just contorting, zap, zap, zap. United their hideous expressions in the murderer's face. And he's probably like horrible looking anyway. He's been working down the coal mine be all stained with black dust and the face is going and the body's already um he says at this period several of the spectators were forced to leave the apartment from terror or sickness and one gentleman fainted that would be horrific horrible i cannot think that that was 1819 that happened the whole experiment went on for about an hour zap 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 contorting it's it's just gross Andrew Ewer's main goal was to bring back to life a dead body. But as you just pointed out, um, they some said at the time that it was probably not the best subject because uh, did they really want to have a murderer back on the population? Now, despite failing and collecting absolutely no usable or helpful data from his experiment, uh, Andrew Ewer published his results in a pamphlet that he wrote and sold. Would you like to buy a copy of my pamphlet? pamphlet yes. That he wrote and sold. On how to, how to make a body contort. Uh, other, med, other 
Other medical men described what he did as publicity of the crudest kind. So he was obviously like the flashy show-off yeah. doctor of the day. He was the Dr. Phil. No, that's a bit cruel to Dr. Phil, isn't it? That's you know, like, mean to Dr. But he Phil. would have been the TV doctor. He, he was the, the, the one everyone knew. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Frankenstein was published in 1818, which was the same year that this experiment was carried out. Although fascinated by these galvanising experiments at the beginning, the general public soon changed its opinion. Experiments of that nature on humans fell out of fashion, with some even suggesting that they were satanic. There you are. Did you ever – my brother used to make me put my tongue on a battery. Did you ever do that? Oh, yeah, I used to do that as a kid. Yeah, yeah, you get zapped. It's horrible. I didn't know that would happen. But then, or you'd rub your feet on the carpet and zap your sister. Yes, make your hair or get a balloon yeah. on your arms. Make that your hair still stand makes up. anyone freak out now. Yeah, anyone. That's all we've got. We're done. It's over. Enjoy your summer holidays if you're not in the uh, southern hemisphere. Enjoy the cold, bleak winter. It's really rude. <laughs> Why is that rude? And signing off by offending you. <laughs> the end. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vela and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.